Hello, welcome once again to Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast. Our second edition for season three. For those who are curious, uh, once again, since uh, we did get a few emails and comments on, on social media asking if we were still doing the podcast because we did not do a preview episode like we sometimes do, but we decided to skip that because we did do a uh, wrap-up episode the year before and um, with this 18 months difference between the two seasons, it never even occurred to us to even think about what was going to occur. And uh, there's a lot of different things that have occurred, and we'll be talking about that tonight. But first off, um, I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil, from the state of New Hampshire, in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you in your cozy home? <laughs> Staying here for now. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine. I'm home. I have nothing to do. So just catching up on stuff. Very well. Uh, for folks who are curious, uh, today's date is March 23rd, 2020, uh, in the middle of the pandemic of the coronavirus. Uh, so far, we all believe that our three households are healthy. Uh, fingers crossed that it will stay there. Or that at least way. asymptomatic. Yes, that's true. That's true. Well, technically, uh, you could be a carrier and be asystematic, but also healthy. Uh, mm, let's just move on. We could have a long discussion about that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, it's like Imogen Poots and um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, 28 days later where she was, I mean, 28 weeks later where she was a carrier, but it didn't affect her or something like that. But if you're infected <laughs> by a virus, are you indeed healthy? Um, We're all infected by viruses constantly. So, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it depends on the, the virus, I guess. Uh, uh, anyway, either way, um, let's continue on. Uh, for folks who are curious in who we are and whatnot, uh, we basically do an episode weekly discussing the latest HBO uh, episode from the series Westworld, based off of uh, Michael Crichton's cult classic from the 70s and reinvented in the modern age for HBO by uh, Jonathan Nolan, uh, the uh, brother and screenwriter for most of Christopher Nolan's movies. Um, also, uh, folks who are curious, we can be found uh, at darkdiscussions.com. Uh, we are, have uh, that website as our host because we are actually a subsidiary or a subset or a, um, part of the umbrella spin-off spin yeah, of uh, darkdiscussions.com. However, you can find this podcast two places besides the website, obviously, and that is through uh, the RSS feeds, which are pretty much everywhere, Spotify, Stitcher, you, you name it, it's there. Uh, but it's under two things. It's under Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, which will just have these episodes for this specific podcast. Or it will be found under the Doc Discussions podcast feed or RSS feed, uh, which will include this podcast, but also the main podcast, Doc Discussions, uh, which is a horror or a genre podcast that discusses and critiques a movie weekly. So even when this episode, or I should say this podcast goes on hiatus until season four 
we continue to do a weekly episode of Dark Discussions podcast. Uh, oh, God, so, is there going to be a season four? Um, well, we'll find out. Uh, not sure. In, in a couple of years, the, we're not sure based off of the the number of viewers, but we'll discuss that in a little bit. Uh, people can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com, and we do have three emails tonight. Me, Eric, and Mike, or I should say Eric, Mike, and I will <laughs> all read a uh, email tonight. And also you can go to Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group where there's a lot of discussions going on about genre things, including Westworld, but also various other things such as the pushback of such films as A Quiet Place 2, uh, some uh, stuff still about Holly Quinn and that movie and Sonic the Hedgehog and the various other things that people are discussing uh, genre related and you can join the conversation or even start your own. Uh, Eric, now uh, what can folks find on darkdiscussions.com the website besides this podcast? Oh, Phil, they can find so many things. Uh, one of the things they can find on the front page on the right hand side is links to Friends of the Podcast, so you can check that out. Uh, they can also find at the top of the page a link to our articles section where there are articles written by myself as well as others. There's also an audio section where there's every single episode of Dark Discussions as well as any of the spinoff podcasts available to download for free. There's bound to be something that interests you there, so check it out. And then on the front page, front and center, it's a link to our Patreon account. Patreon is a service that allows you to support your online artists financially. Uh, if you would like to support us financially to help offset the cost of producing this podcast, you can follow that link that goes to patreon.com slash darkdiscussions. For every $5 a month that you'd care to donate, you'll have the opportunity to submit a topic for us to possibly cover on the show. We take all the submissions from our patrons and draw them at random on a quarterly basis to do an episode on a Patreon-chosen topic. For more information, you can go to patreon.com slash darkdiscussions or follow the link on the front page of darkdiscussions.com. And it's crazy. Uh, we're going to be close to April uh, in what? Uh, well, actually, we're already, yeah, so eight days from now, nine days from now, and so we're going to be picking our next uh, Patreon pick uh, pretty quick, so it's uh, kind of crazy. Uh, the time is five. We're already uh, a quarter of the year through. Imagine that. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. A couple of things uh, about Westworld in general. Um, last week's episode, Past Domain, uh, directed by Jonathan Nolan, uh, written by Jonathan Nolan and his wife, Lisa, uh, only had 0. .90 U.S. viewers, um, which is... Point nine so, viewers. Point nine zero million viewers. Said a million. Okay. Thousand. Okay. Uh, well, but based off of uh, there was one dude doing, that chopped his arm off and watched the show. Well, based based <laughs> off of what they were hoping, uh, yeah, that that it might as well have been the point nine without his arm because uh, that is pretty unfortunate for what they were hoping for. Uh, that is one of the lowest. I mean, I think it's lower than pretty much. Any opening episode of a season on HBO ever, never mind uh, various middle uh, season episodes. So it's it's not it's not too good. Uh, there, there are there are a couple of mitigating circumstances to that, and mm-hmm. um, I would say one is well, I mean, and, and is that there was pretty much when the shit hit the fan in terms of the um, uh, yes. what do you. In, in, in terms of the, the coronavirus, 
right? Um, it had just hit a couple of days. So who knows how people were preoccupied. Now, at the same time, the flip side argument to that is there are no sports on the air, right? Everything's been canceled. Everybody's uh, at home. Everybody's at home. So I don't know what they would be doing other than watching Westworld. Making babies? Maybe. We'll know that in about nine, ten months. Yes. So, yeah, so it'll be curious to figure that out. Uh, Tonight's episode that we're going to discuss, it's to be determined. Uh, The viewership hasn't been released yet. Uh, But for a roundup on that, it's called The Winter Line. Um, And it was uh, directed by Richard J. Lewis, who is pretty much a TV director, uh, Canadian, um, probably best known for working on CSI crime scene investigation. Uh, and he did do one thing that got a Golden Globe winning performance from Paul Giamatti. Uh, he directed something called Barney's Version. Um, but uh, ge- but generally, um, just TV stuff uh, he's known for. Uh, the episode was written by Lisa Joy, uh, and, which is a Jonathan Nolan's wife, and and one of the showrunners, and uh, Matthew Pitts, uh, another television writer um, who actually um, has worked with J.J. Abrams for years um, in various forms. Uh, and then finally, um, he was one of the story writers and co-producers of the television show Revolution that uh, folded in 2014. It was one of those shows like... Lost. Uh, he was trying to reinvent Lost, basically. Uh, it didn't work, but it was uh, his show. And uh, he is now uh, shopping a horror film that he's trying to get made uh, called Spring Break Zombie Cruise. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also uh, actually um, uh, did work on Fringe as well. Uh, he co wrote. Um, a bunch of the scripts for season one of that television series that is now off the air as well. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it for the backstory of uh, the people behind the episode. Um, so, um, uh, If I can, I just found this online. So the about the ratings for Westworld, and again, remember, it's been two years since the show has last aired. Um they actually got more total viewers than they did the finale of the season two of season two of Westworld. Um, because basically in the two years ago, the majority of their viewers were live. Now it's basically 50, 50 split between live watching on HBO and streaming it on the app. So you're actually getting, uh, to 1.7 million viewers where the finale for season two was 1.6 million viewers. Uh, and, yeah, The and, Passenger was 1.56 U.S. viewers, which was the series finale of of uh, season two. Right. So, and it is still doing better than other HBO shows like The Outsider and Watchmen. So, I really don't know, like, how does that translate? Again, we're in a very changing market um, with a lot more people moving to streaming. I know I have unsubscribed to HBO as a cable channel since the last season and I'm just doing it through HBO uh, now. So I'm not by any means thinking that as I go, so goes the rest of the country though. They should. Um, but you know, it's just an indicator, maybe other, other factors at play. And again, we've talked about this in terms of when you're talking about 
streaming shows and cable shows, they don't do advertising. So what do they need for their show to be profitable and how do they evaluate? And that's way outside of our domain. Yeah, and uh, I'm not disagreeing, uh, but um, it, it's definitely not as good as I'm sure they they, they hoped uh, for. But probably not. Um, yeah. So, well, season two unfortunately kind of turned off a lot of people, um, and, and maybe those folks that were turned off haven't come back, is my guess. But um, well, season two average. 0.8 million. So I don't know if that's total viewers or just streaming viewers or, or just uh, live viewers, though. So it did have a bump over the average for season two. So some people came back, but who knows how many. All right. Well, that's weird because the numbers I got here, again, this is Wiki, and Wiki is not necessarily uh, valid in most cases. Or, or, well, let me rephrase in some cases. Uh, but they, every the lowest rated episode for ep- season two was episode six, and that was one point one one million U.S. viewers. Again, I don't is know that what total that, viewers or is that just live viewers? Um, oh, that that should be. It just says U.S. viewers, and I don't know what that means. So uh, that's probably total. Um, maybe, yeah. So who knows? Uh. For whatever reason, the ESPN gets huge numbers for Cavaliers-Celtics game that night. Don't oh, Game 7. No wonder why. Um, so that one had a lot of competition. So, yeah, that may just be live viewers. I don't, I don't know, Mike. I just don't know. The numbers don't add up. Yeah, anyway, it's HBO's concern at this point, not ours. We'll find out if there's a Season 4 before long. Exactly. Also, uh, for folks, again, uh, uh, we were just talking about the, the show itself and not the political views of anybody that performs in the show or is behind the camera. So uh, that is not our concern. Um, just for a heads up. All right. So um, let's Man, that uh, traumatize you. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> From American gods that, 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 well, it wasn't even an email. It was Twitter. They were attacking us on Twitter. Oh, was it like, Twitter. Yeah. Wait, like, wait, oh. wait. Somebody was rude on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes oh are. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of bizarre. Uh, so uh, yeah, we, we don't want to have anything to do with that. Um, so let's talk about uh, this episode here. Uh, we'll go around and discuss uh, what we thought about it. Uh, so why don't you start, Mike? Wait, say that again. What did you think? Okay, no, I just, my brain had his usual thing of how did I find out about the episode? I'm like, okay. I want to just, yeah, well, that's, that's dark discussion. That's dark discussion. I, I just want to make sure I heard correctly. All right. Um, no, I was just distracted by the letter I have to read. So, um, yeah, I like the episode fine. Um, I Again, we are dealing with a clean slate. So kind of what I felt like last week, they're doing a lot of setup. Last week, almost entirely uh, focused on Dolores and Caleb. This week, mostly focuses on Maeve and some Bernard. You know, we're, we're putting pieces in place. I think Westworld really pays off as it gets more in-depth and plays with it. Um, this episode seems to be much more straightforward. Again, I guess we could argue about 
um, questioning whether are they on a timeline, but I think they're all operating concurrently with no nothing else to go by. Of course, we made that mistake in season one, didn't we? So, yeah, um, I liked the episode. I thought it had some good stuff in it. Um, I thought it showed itself to be fairly smart. And I'll bring up examples of that later. Um, because there were things that I found annoying. For example, a certain character returning from the dead from the end of season two. And I yet I think they found an, uh, a suitable explanation for that. Right. Um, I think this probably served as a farewell to a lot of characters we liked from the first two seasons. So it was their, their curtain call. And I appreciated that. Um, I thought it kind of ended on a, on a whimper kind of how it ended. It didn't leave me grab, you know, kind of grabbing me. It just left me curious, but um, yeah, I am definitely wanting to see where this develops and I'm very happy to have more of Ashley Stubbs. All right, very good. Um, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I think th- this episode and uh, episode one are two of my favorite episodes of the entire series. I, I enjoyed this season three, like, huge thumbs up. So that's why I'm kind of disappointed with the, the viewership numbers uh, that we were discussing earlier. Um, I, I think the show has uh, really kicked off... Um, Big. I was worried that this episode would be an issue because um, when you have an ensemble cast and you switch between different storylines, you miss some of the storyline of other characters that you enjoy. So I was like, oh no, we're not, we're not going to have any uh, of Dolores tonight. And unlike Game of Thrones, sure enough, uh, that's correct. You're not going to have any Dolores t- tonight. You're they're doing more like what The Walking Dead has done in the past, which is just focus on one storyline rather than having it mix and match between four or five storylines and, and creating one episode. However, with that stated, uh, this episode was as exciting and interesting and uh, entertaining as the Dolores episode from episode one of season three. Um, even though it did not have Dolores, uh, it had Maeve and, uh, her storyline was as good as, uh, Dolores as I felt. And even though the ending as Mike f- at least felt was somewhat of, a uh, a downer boring, or I, I'm not sure what your term was, Mike, but, but not disappointing maybe. Um, I liked it because it kind of ties the two episodes together. Um, and now we're going to see what, what's going to happen and probably merge the two storylines together going forward, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I would give this a huge big thumbs up. And uh, I love the, the cyberpunk feel of so far of these, these two episodes. Eric. Um, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Phil. I did not like this episode as much as the first one. Um, I was happy to see Maeve again. Um, uh, but something about this episode just kind of left me a little, a little flat. Um, and we'll, we'll get into the details later. Um, I went to see Bernard Hole again. So the fact that he's still kind of buggy, uh, is, is a little bothersome for me. Um, I'm not a fan of Stubbs as Mike is. I mean, I don't hate him, but 
whatever. I'm pretty neutral on him, so I wasn't super excited to see him back. Um, I, I did like some of the stuff that they got into the the nerdy stuff with the uh, the simulation, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but uh, I, I I I don't understand why they went through the trouble of creating uh, War World if it was going to be as uninteresting as it ultimately ended up being. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Maeve's back, so that's cool, but that's really all I got out of it. And I'm just waiting to see what happens next. Um, because I found this, this episode was very self-contained and I didn't feel it was extremely compelling, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, well, good. But, but um, you say you don't I'm, know why they created War World. Are, uh, are you talking about in terms of the show or in terms of the park? Uh, in terms of the show. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure, sure if you're there and you're tied to a chair and Maeve's beating the crap out of you, it's a little more compelling. Some people would pay good money for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is a good-looking woman. She is a good-looking woman. You get to see everything. So, um, Now... Let's see. Uh, I have to agree with you, Mike, though. Uh, I, I like uh, Stubbs, uh, better known as the older brother of Thor. Um, so, yeah, I like seeing his character back, and there's a big twist about his character um, we'll talk about, too. Uh, but before we get into the uh, actual uh, discussion of the episode, we do have three emails. So I think we should read those. Uh, they were directly related to uh, episode one, as well as Westworld as a series. Uh, so let's uh, start with um, you, Eric. Uh, we have a new segment. Yeah. Uh, we just got an email from viewer Sean Fox. But there's no sound that no one knows. What does the fox say? Sean writes and says, One thing I know about human nature is that your stupidity is only eclipsed by your laziness. That quote from Maeve alone made this episode fantastic. Hello to you guys. I'm so glad you're back for another season of Westworld. My apologies for not getting an email in for your first episode, but that darn fox is back. Winky face. I will keep this short short for me, LOL. I really enjoyed following Maeve's journey, her discoveries, and the big revelation at the end. Great to see Vincent Cassell. I am still perplexed trying to figure out who the heck Charlotte is. Dang it. Thank you, gents, for your return. And I'm hoping that all of you, your loved ones and all the listeners and their loved ones will be healthy and safe through this pandemic mess we are in. Having your podcast is especially important now to try to help us have positive distraction and escape from these times. You are doing a great service and you are awesome. So thank you, Sean. Yep, uh, for folks who don't know, Sean is actually from another country, uh, Canada, and the pandemic, as, as we know, is a world pandemic, so his fears and concerns are the same as ours, uh, and and our podcast is um, on the internet, so we have listeners throughout the world, uh, so uh, yes, yes course, thank you. Of course, in his country, you know, the social distancing means putting two miles between every person instead of just one. <laughs> That was good, Mike. That was good. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, all right, so we do have another email from uh, the great man named Kevin Letts. 
And uh, this is what he has to say. He says, uh, uh, Bullets, Brothels, and Boss Hosts, also known as the DTP Hosts. I just listened to the recent episode. I am glad you seem to be enjoying the new season so far. It's still enjoyable to hear your takes and comments about it. First off, Eric, Phil suggested I give to you a hard time not knowing the difference between cyberpunk and steampunk. If you saw the examples side by side, it's pretty obvious which one is which. Cyberpunk is more futuristic, while steampunk, though it can have futuristic setting, is still Victorian in aesthetic. Now, the biblical names, Caleb, uh, after uh, Mr. Paul's character, is a biblical name and was one of the faithful who went into Israel after the Exodus, while almost everyone else died during the 40-year wanderings. Rehoboam is the first king over the kingdom of Judah. It's pronounced Rehoboam. I hope that is good enough for even Phil to pronounce with his Boston accent. <laughs> what? Man, what? he's roasted everybody. He sure has. He sure has. Uh, what happened? I'm good was, so far. What happened was there was a split in the kingdom of Israel. Rehoboam decided to overtax the people, and 10 out of the 12 regions and tribes of Israel decided to split off, and they became the kingdom of Israel, while Rehoboam stayed king over the kingdom of Judah. Now, according to Eric, this program of that name is supposed to predict events and figures who should do what. I have no idea what the connection between the program name and the King of Judah would be, however. I hope you are well and stay safe and healthy during the coronavirus pandemic. Thank you, and your listener, Kevin. All right. Very good. Um, yeah, actually, actually, I, I found out that um, uh, not too far from me, uh, the French Quebecers, of Manchester, New Hampshire, have an accent too, and my accent is kind of like theirs too. So, I have this like weird mix of. So you're Manchester. saying you're virtually Canadian? Uh, pretty close, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. my ancestors okay. came from there. But the accent is like a what version of Boston and Manchester combined. So it's it's kind of a weird accent compared to regular Bostonians, I guess. Um, that's why your phone hates you. Indeed. Oh my God, dude, it's terrible. Uh, my Scottish friend, I was trying to text him today. We're talking about the Patriots, and Gostowski may may not uh, be kept. And I'm I'm trying to say, uh, what the hell was the word? Uh, undrafted, and and it kept on coming up as like ten different things. It was just unbelievable. I had to type it in. <laughs> it's like, God damn it! How do you get undrafted? Well, basically, what happens in football and like baseball, there's only seven rounds, of, and so everybody who doesn't get drafted is an undrafted free agent, and so they get <laughs> signed. So unlike baseball, where they have like 40 rounds, football only has seven, and everybody else is a free agent. Oh, so not like they drafted him and then undrafted him. Exactly. Oh no, no, no. So oh, okay. They, yeah, yeah. It so means he was not the, picked in the draft. Okay, no, I thought it was somebody that they had drafted and then. Drafted. I got it now. Okay, no, I got it. Okay. Yes, yes. Unpicked. Uh, yeah. um, I thought that's what I was saying. How does that work? It's like, can I return this one? It didn't. That's not quite what we hoped. We realized we need a quarterback or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Mike is more in tune with baseball, while Eric's more in tune with football, and I'm in tune Indeed. with both. Yes. Uh, so we do have one more email, and Mike, you have it. 
I do. Uh, this is from uh, who's it? This was from uh, Amy Rain. So let it rain, and your show is fun. I really liked your speculation on Caleb. I didn't even think that, but it totally makes sense. I don't know what she's talking about. I can't help but think that the real world might be a future world part of the park. I'm also super excited to see the World War II world. As far as her race being unusual for the area, meaning Maeve, it was supposed to be occupied France. It may work. I believe Josephine Baker found France much more hospitable than the U.S., Thanks for the great episode of Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast mentioned on Huffington Post. Sincerely, Amy Jupus Rain. Okay. So yeah, I'm not sure what was what were we speculating about with Caleb? Yeah, but I maybe I was referring to the fact that I pointed out there are a couple of things he said that indicated that there's a chance he may not be human. Well, oh. I mean, it is right. the show that we're watching, right? So Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, because there was a couple of things we said. I said something too, where I said maybe he's going to be the the person that um, is usually is going to be taken in by the evil, but then will turn good at the end and, and kill the evil. If quote unquote we want to say Dolores is evil too. So so yeah, it could be a number of things that she discussed. But I, I think that we discussed. But I think you may be right. Actually, maybe referring to what you said. So, uh, so yeah, keep the emails coming in. We we need them. Good stuff. We'll, we'll expect. Uh, what does the fox say next week? And uh, with that stated, I guess we can get into our episode tonight. So tonight we're gonna spoil and critique everything uh, because we're gonna go into depth. We're not just reviewing the episode. We're gonna talk about things and what they mean and stuff. So obviously we're gonna get into spoils and whatnot. Um so I guess we can get into our episode tonight. Uh the first thing I guess we should ask is does anybody have an idea what they mean with uh the title of the episode, the winter line? I assume that meant something to do with World War Two, the winter line, but there was no snow, so and there was no Battle of the Bulge. So I, I don't know what it uh, apparently it's to. apparently it's how the Italians referred to that particular theater. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that makes line. sense. Yeah, that makes sense because uh, even when it was snowing up in Belgium, uh, when when uh, Montgomery was coming, uh, or Patton was coming through uh, Africa and Italy. Uh, there was probably no snow there, even if it was winter, because it is the Mediterranean. <laughs> At least and this, ladies and gentlemen, is a peek into why uh, one reason why Phil is enjoying the season so much, and Eric is feeling a little lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, historical references. It's all good. Um, all right, so that makes sense. Uh, so I guess this must have been Italy, uh, rather than after Mussolini was overthrown and um, Germany reinvaded Italy to to uh, prop them back in and they I think they said it's supposed to be set 19 reading online I think they said it was supposed to be 1943 okay that's right I don't know when that happened yeah I don't either I, I forget when that happened too but if there if it is winter line I assume that's may be what it's referring to because that's the only time that Italy um, had German soldiers in was after Mussolini uh, it was overthrown, and and uh, the Germans had to come back in and 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 prop them back up. Um, all right, so I guess 
we, I guess we can uh, talk about anything and everything. So uh, what do we want to talk about? Well, I do want to talk about, even though this wasn't my favorite episode, um, I do think Tandy Newton was pretty fantastic. Uh, there, there were a couple of moments, one of them in particular that, that made me kind of guffaw was uh, when she finds herself in War World. Uh, she at one point starts speaking German and looks very surprised that she's speaking German. And I thought she did that really well. <laughs> right. That was one of the things I, I noted. Um, yeah, I will say I was a bit ahead of the episode. Um, in some places, I figured out they were in a, probably in a simulation before she did. And I certainly figured out that Hector wasn't Hector awake anymore. anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's unusual for me for Westworld. Um, but again... This is a small scale thing, uh, so I'm, I'm less concerned about that right now than I will be if I'm still ahead of them later in the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If people want to know uh, how confused we were with the timelines and all that, they can go back to listen to Bullets, Profiles, and Bots season one of the podcast. Um, because and yeah, we laugh were... at us. How yeah, <laughs> just how wrong we were. Wrong. We were wrong. We were so very, very wrong. Um, but but yes, Mike, uh, that's impressive that you figured it out right away. I, I well, I figured out Hector right away. Um, yeah, and like, it's, and I was kind of suspicious because he wasn't calling her Maeve. And then as soon as he handed her the cyanide pills, um, by the way, that is not how you use cyanide pills. Just so people are aware. <laughs> uh, that was pretty awesome, though. <laughs> Uh, yes, it was. Um, I actually, I think that's a, that might be a, the better way to use it myself <laughs> than the intended use. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that, that way makes yeah. a little bit more sense to me. Uh, Jamming in a Nazi's eye socket. I like that. Yep, yep. Uh, but yeah. Behind it. Um, but yeah, once he did that, I was like, okay, he is clearly a character in this world. He's clearly this. bought into this world, uh, because he's not giving a, a robot a cyanide pill an immortal robot, a cyanide pill in case she's captured. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. No, nope, that's fair. That's fair, Mike. Uh, yeah, that didn't, I, I didn't know what they were. So that's the reason why it didn't occur to me. Cause I was like, why the heck, what are those pills? What, what are they supposed to do? So I didn't know they were cyanide pills because they didn't say it, but obviously you were more astute than a viewer than me, Mike, to well, figure oh, come out. Come on. You have to have watched like the old five pills. What was that? You both were talking at the same time, so I, mi- I missed it. I was just saying I made the assumption they were cyanide pills because what else would they be? Okay, so yes, so I, I just didn't know what they were. So I, I was completely clueless. So I'm a slow, slow uh, learner when it comes to pills. I guess. Have you not watched old spy movies? Uh not for a long time. Yeah, yeah cyanide yeah. pills are a thing, Phil. Yeah, yeah, no. Once you said, I know exactly what they're used for because the um, like various Nazi war criminals used them before they were captured and, and whatnot. But some I, spies I just even go through the trouble of having them embedded in a fake tooth so they can just bite down on it. Yeah, actually, that's what happened to uh, that's what Reinhard Heydrich, uh, or not, not that's not true, not Reinhard Heydrich, uh, 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 Himmler, Himmler himself. He actually had a fake tooth and he broke it. So when they discovered it was him he, he 
suicided basically mm-hmm. so um that is true eric yeah but i just didn't know that's what it was referring to i just saw this white pill and i was like i don't know what that was <laughs> so i didn't it didn't i didn't get the the connection though the, if it had been a red blue or a red pill or a blue pill i might have been a little bit confused but since it was a white pill i kind of went with cyanide gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. um so uh yeah i i didn't figure out it was a a simulation that Maeve was in until she figured it out herself. So I, I was clueless the entire time. I did n- obviously figure out uh, what's his face. Uh, Hector was already reprogrammed, though. Um, mm-hmm. Not as soon as Mike did, but but I, I definitely did figure that out. Um, so yeah, so Maeve is is locked into this new world. Or at least she thinks she is, and then she figures it out that um, it's a simulation. Well, uh, we're reintroduced to uh, what's his face, the author. Shit, yes. I'm blanking Lee. on the character's name. Lee. 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 Right, right, right. Lee. Yeah, the English dude. Yeah, so that's what Mike was talking about problematic people coming back from the dead. Um, but they did explain it away well uh, when Maeve figures out that it's not actually Lee. It's a it's a simulation of Lee. Right, right. I, I have to admit the um, the credit sequence where it lists you know the players or the actors and actresses uh, is different than Game of Thrones, where Game of Thrones, if the actor is not necessarily in the episode, they won't be listed. Mm-hmm. Um, here they list everybody. Uh, no matter if they're in the episode or not. And so right. uh, Evan Rachel Wood was first. Um, uh, and they listed Tan- Ed Newton. Tandy Newton was two. And then uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Wright was three. And then you know, so on and so on. Um, so I was thinking Evan Rachel Wood would be in the episode. And then it, after that, it's like, uh, okay, they're just listing everybody, even if they're not in the episode. Um. All right, so what do we want to talk about the various stories? There's the Meave stories, there's the Stubbs and um, Bernard story, and that is all, right? Right now, you yeah, that's stories. all. Yeah, Maeve, Dolores, and yeah, that's it. No, there wasn't yeah. Dolores in this one. There's no Dolores. No, not in this, in this one. But I'm saying it, it right now in the show. Right, those are the three oh, okay. story arcs we're following. Yep. Well, actually, last last episode they also had the Marshawn Lynch story. <laughs> well, he was well, he was part of the Dolores Aaron Paul. Yeah, I'm just being funny because he's a football player. Um, all right, so what do we want to talk about these two stories? What what else do we want to talk about? Well, I found um, I yeah. found the whole Bernard Stubbs storyline to be ultimately uninteresting. Um, it really just didn't hold my attention. Hmm. Interesting. All right. I get it. Uh, well, because not much happened. Uh, Bernard well, he's the least there. interesting character, too. I mean, Bernard, right. I never really liked this character anyway from the other two seasons. So it's like, yeah, this is Bernard. Who cares? Well, one of the reasons I was happy to see Stubbs come back is in yeah, past guess, yeah. seasons, we had uh, characters like Lee. And Felix and Sylvester, who also have returns here, you had characters that worked sort of a little bit of, of uh, levity into this into the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they're all dead now. <laughs> yep. 
And I think Stubbs did a good job of kind of bringing some levity, you know, dark humor in cases, uh, but a little bit of lightness to the proceedings. Like Bernard is very, very serious and gloomy and is always very serious and gloomy and, you know, mumbles a lot. And, you know, Caleb looks like, you know, he's a troubled young man or middle-aged man now, whatever he is. Um, Dolores is, of course, Dolores. And Maeve's got got a, a, you know, kind of a nice, wicked sense of humor about her at times. Like, like jamming yep. cyanide pills into eye sockets? Yes. And that's a different kind of life. But just having, but yeah, just having a character right. who's not necessarily going to be driven. She throws, and, the, she throws the wisecracks out every so often. And right. And who can maybe give us a little bit less of a, a serious perspective. I kind of like that. Um, so, I mean, and they've killed off everybody else. Uh, they also, which they kind of confirmed on us last season anyway, they kind of confirmed that, uh, that Stubbs was a, was a, uh, was a robot. Yeah. At the very end of the season, I was kind of surprised they didn't, what happened in, in, in season two that made you know that he was a robot? A conversation between him and uh, what looked like Charlotte Hill, but was actually Dolores. Right. And he makes some comments to her that are really, really on the nose about yes, being... basically saying, I'm a robot, so I'm letting you go. Right. Gotcha. Ford gave me, I you might even say, like, gave me a directive or... He was like basically saying he was a robot without saying he was a robot. So now they right. managed to confirm that. I was kind of surprised they didn't include a snippet of that in the previously on segment at the beginning of the show. The previous line segment mostly focused on Maeve and, and right. then also had Bernard returning to Westworld. And that was about it. Yeah, they should have, because I that was another thing that I wasn't astute to figure out. Right. So if you hadn't figured that out or had or had forgotten it. Um, I kind of remember that being a question at some point. I didn't remember before I'd done my rewatch. I didn't remember if they had ever resolved it, and clearly they had, I think. Um, One of my favorite lines in this episode was when Bernard uh, finds Stubbs um, and realizes he's a host. He goes, you're you're one of them. I I mean, us. (laughs) Right. Right, that, that was, that was kind of interesting that he he still thinks of himself as human. Um, for for folks who are curious, um, uh, Thor's older brother Stubbs is actually um, one of the main cast now. While prior the last two seasons, he was always a supporting and and was listed, you know, at the end credits or one of those type of guys. Here he he was listed as as one of the 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 main cast. So it appears that he's going to be a main member of the cast for season three so heads up for folks who enjoy his character well and another thing i like about the fact that he's back is that he does give bernard someone to play off against and uh bernard is not the kind of character that i think is that interesting to watch on his own i don't need to see him for the next eight episodes just staring at a tablet Right, yeah. but I wish they'd like yeah. help Elsie alive and had her to be his companion still. I miss Elsie. Well, she's certainly easier on the eyes from the male gaze perspective. Um, and I did enjoy right. her. But, but she probably can't, but she can't kick Thor's ass like uh, Thor's older brother probably could kick his, his so Thor's ass because this guy's is like, like you, you realize that, that like it's not actually Thor, right? 
Yeah, I know, but Hensler. Uh, okay. Liam he has a name. He's a human. Yeah, Liam Hensler's uh, brother. Is he? Um, yeah, he's not. He's a host. Um, he he's pretty pretty jack. So I can understand why they would have him be the protector rather than say uh, Elsie. Is it? So mm, yes. even as Mike says, Elsie's uh, quite nice on the on the male gaze eye. Um, she obviously isn't a, a gun powerhouse. Uh, 300 pound weightlifter like uh, Hemsworth is, so I can understand why why they're using him. And obviously, I don't think he weighs 300 pounds, but I no, understand. No, no, I didn't say weigh. I said he could bench. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the, my, but the thing is too, Eric, is that myself and Eric and Mike actually enjoy the character more than it seems that you 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 seem like you're not really a fan of the character. Nah, not really. Yeah, I mean, so, I, but, I, don't oh, I don't hate him, but but also Elsie would be a little redundant, right? We don't need another computer expert running around. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, the main thing is, and I, this is something I did like is that hashtag sub Elsie. Hashtag too too late now. Um, (laughs) is that they have him. And and by the way, and I don't want, I didn't want Lee as a cyborg or, you know, I didn't want Uh Elsie's. I mean, they could go to that well too often. And so I'm glad that those characters have not officially come back in that form or said, no, but they were really a host. You already pushed it with Bernard and other things. We don't need to keep doing it. Uh, But I liked that. I kind of liked the fact, and I'll agree that it wasn't necessarily the most interesting subplot, but I kind of liked the fact that he went back because he couldn't trust the tablet he himself built because to do his self-diagnostic, because he says that Dolores could have built him to not notice that his tablet wasn't working to diagnose what was wrong with him, so we had to go back to find one that was. <laughs> but and, and I thought, so jacked. <laughs> but I like the fact that that's see that's smart thinking, and I don't think you know um, most of the audience would have questioned it, right? But at the same time, some some audience members, as Phil likes to call them, the Red Bull Reddit people might argue, well, wouldn't she program him to not notice if there was something wrong that she'd put into him? And then you start getting in this loop. So they kind of address that issue by going there. It is a long detour to get there mm-hmm. and to have them pick up stubs, which is really what they did. Well, he really um, went back for Maeve, right? And th- well, and so that's the excuse they give him in the show. Right. Mm-hmm. In, in, in real world terms, they needed to hook him up with somebody. They decided to make it to be Stubbs. They needed to reassure viewers that he wasn't fucked around with, that he was basically intact. And so this is the storyline they gave him, but Maeve being, you know, was basically the, the excuse they used to get him to the island. Do we right. know for sure, though? I mean, he didn't he get interrupted in the middle of his diagnostic? I'm not oh, sure. Well, what what it is, is I think he got enough to know that what may I mean it doesn't tell us, but I, I was in this one I may have been astute, which is I think he got enough information to know, okay, Maeve was basically one of them bubbles or bowling balls, whatever you want to call them, and now she's out. And we have to go get her. No, that's not even what her. I'm talking about though, Phil. Oh. I'm talking right. about Bernard Bernard self diagnosing himself. Uh like he had the tablet hooked up through his arm, right? Yes. When, when the security shows up and, oh, and Stubbs yeah, interrupts yeah. him. So the, my question is, uh, did he complete his diagnostic or not? Does he know if he's okay? 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I figured that self-diagnostic was also doing the Maeve test, trying to see where she was. But yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe you're right. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? No, because the reason they, they figured out Maeve is because they found her body. <laughs> and yeah, head was yeah, that's open. true. Yeah, the the the, the bowling the ball pearl. out of her head. Oh, Phil, 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 it's Phil, not a bowling Phil, ball. Phil, what, 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 what? How exactly do you bowl, Phil? <laughs> well, the candles pinballs are about the size of that, right? <laughs> I mean, they're about the size of of baseballs. Smaller, even. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. Yeah, you probably. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're more like like racquetball like, size. Uh, racquetballs, exactly. That's what mm-hmm. I was gonna say. Yeah, or I was gonna say squash, but same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're different. They're the same size. They're they're very different though. But before we got off to that <laughs> determination of what ball is is the biggest, we just ball found a way to kill conversation. Bring up <laughs> racquetball. <laughs> right, right. So let's well, there's nothing Americans like more than talking about racquetball. <laughs> uh, or highlight. Uh, anyway, let's let's get back to uh, the pearl. So yeah, so the pearl there, yeah, they figured out the pearl was gone. So yeah, I don't know that that kind of that self diagnostic was just left open ended. So I think you're right, Eric. I, there was no true conclusion. Yeah, I think we'll find we'll find out if they need be, or they just say he did it, and mm-hmm. yeah, that that could have just been done to to add stress where, you know, they were going to be found and all this and whatever. And the main thing is he needed the tablet to do it. It wasn't so much the where he did it. It was with the, with what did he do it? Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that these specific types of tablets, um, are not easy to come by outside of Westworld. I think that's something they needed that has actual access. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least it has the software, for access versus a, a regular tablet, I guess. Right. Or whatever. Um, so now what exactly is the status of Westworld? I was a little confused by this. Westworld is closed at this point, right? Well, based off of what Charlotte or the quote unquote Charlotte, I should say, um, said last week's episode, it was being reset up but it, it hadn't been fully open yet. And she was demanding it to just, just open the bleeping thing up because it was ready to go. It's just that they were worried about lawsuits still. Was that, was that my understanding? Am I right on that? Right. I, there were some people there waiting to like, that were keeping it going until they found out exactly what was going to happen. Right. So the folks um, that are there are just kind of in maintenance mode, right? Yeah. It's right. Like and, type stuff. Okay. Yeah. Right. And we don't know. I don't think. Um, we know what happened in Westworld. We get some idea that things are going on in the other worlds based on what we saw happen in the Raj and what we saw happen in Shogun world. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't actually know for sure, like how many people died, you know, were there a lot of deaths in the other worlds or were they relatively free of guests? Cause we never saw another guest right after the show. Well, did the- it happen in the other worlds? Well, right. we well, know that they got. Though, we know what happened in the Raj. It, it wouldn't even matter, right? Because if if one area of the park has a massive malfunction, we're not just talking about you know, you know uh, the roller coaster. All right, we got to close down the roller coaster. We're, we're talking about a mass murder by 
the main attraction, you figure they would just shut the whole thing down. So I think I thought it was only in the West World it actually was. No, Mike is right. It did happen in Mirage. What's that? Uh, everything going haywire. Right, where the men in Grace, the man in black's daughter, got attacked by the tiger, and the yes. guy that she was sleeping with was was murdered by the I don't know uh, by the by the servant. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But was that because Maeve or Dolores broke into command center? Because remember they all were in command center and they were blowing everybody up. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that it was ever adequately adequately resolved. Right. So, and of course, we're led to think that West that War World is up and running, but that's that's misleading. Yeah, right, because because War World was just a, uh, a matrix. Right. And getting back, by the way, to uh, Amy Schumer's reign, the uh, uh, we still don't know what world they missing. World. I think it's World Five that we're missing. World One was West World. I think two was Shogun World. Six was the Raj. And I'm guessing... Raj, that's right. Yeah, see, I keep on misunderstanding. What the hell's a Raj? But you mean, like, Indian world. Right. It was called the Raj. Um, The Raj, I think, is World 6. So now we have uh, Westeros World um, and War World as 3 and 4. So the question is, what is World 5? Assuming War world even exists, right? It could actually be another world, and, and World War was just a figment of a imagination for Maeve. Well, Maeve seemed to not have a... She called it War World, and yeah. since we know she had access to the system, I assume she knows what all the worlds are. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I don't think she's discovering them, so she didn't... Again, she didn't say anything like, huh, I didn't know that we had a you know a War World, or, or a Nazi World, or, you know, uh, or Muslim... Yeah. I... I have heard speculation that the world we don't know may in fact be future world. And perhaps that's actually where Dolores is and Two not things. in the real world. Right, I think Ooh. that's what Amy was getting at. Right. Yes. I think that's exactly what Amy was getting at. So, uh, there's two things. One, well, the first thing is we may see Grace, and two, Mark is doing Red Bull and Reddits because he, he figured it out. He must've went on, on Red Bull and Reddits. No, no, well, well, Future World could have Grays because it's Future World. You're just obsessed with Grays. They are. It's cool. <laughs> and, and by the way, while we're joking about Westeros World, um, I don't think it is. A, they have Drogon. So we know we now mm-hmm. find out for sure where Drogon went at the end of season. Oh, eight. and I yep. believe that was Weiss and Benioff. And that was Weiss and Benioff in yep. there. Uh, but it's not. It's clearly not. Westeros world based on the costumes that they have, mm-hmm. uh, although it would have been kind of funny to see, you know, one character from the show. <laughs> Did you notice yeah, that the guy with the loot was playing the theme song for Westworld? Yes. Yes, he was. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Yeah, the bard guy, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So we didn't mention that. There's a there's a a medieval world. What mm-hmm. what number is that? Well, for, for whatever it is, we know that we. I don't remember how we know, but World Six is Raj. That maybe that was from the um, uh, from the viral marketing campaign. But World, if World Six is the Raj, there's five others. We've got four of those other five. So the missing, we're missing a, that fifth other world. So Medi- medieval is one of the the four of the five. Well, we're assuming. Yeah. Okay. Because so, yeah, so, so that so, we so, actually so. saw, unless everything here is in Bernard's head. But again, I think they're trying right. to keep it a little bit more straightforward. 
All right. Well, if they are going to do a big t- twist and trick on us, then are they also not only tricking Dolores, but they're also tricking Maeve now too? Because now Maeve appears to be in Future World, because that's the world that Dolores is in now. Well, yeah. we we have to see. I want to see Maeve get out of the world that she's in. Right. So, but I have a feeling out of, out of the building that where where right. she was, Circo or whatever his name is. Right. Because again, we don't know when she is. Right. Um, we, you know, so we don't know, I can't remember the name of the character, um, Circo or Sacco, because of an S. Right, right. So we don't know how uh, old he is at, in the contemporary time, right? So are we seeing him when he's like, sort of like, is, are we going to get a situation like Men in Black, where he's the older version of a younger character we're going to be introduced to with Maeve? Um, I have a feeling based on everything that's been said, they're trying to keep this season a little more streamlined. So I think everything will still be taking place at adjacent times uh, or concurrently. So I don't think they're going to be playing around with t- timelines, but I'm also not putting it past them either. Um, Sarah. Right. Is the same. Yeah. And I just, the, and the problem I have with a future world setting is that um, we see Maeve leave we see guests from the park leave. I don't know when Maeve, uh, not Maeve, uh, Dolores leave. We don't know when Dolores would leave and accidentally somehow find herself in Future World. Do you follow? We didn't actually see Dolores leave, though. It cut to her somewhere else. Well, right, but so I'm saying they, they would have had to have left out a lot of important information to pull that trick off. And to me, that would right. feel like a massive cheat. I I agree. I I wouldn't put it past them though. But I wouldn't put it past them. But I I'm really hoping they don't. <laughs> All right, moving along. But let's put it this way: I hope Dolores is indeed in the real world. I don't want that to be future world. I'm just putting it out there. I would agree. I, I'm not. I have no issues with a future world, but I don't want her story to have been just a fake story. In other words. So I'm with you, Eric. I'm yeah, it was yeah the, re- only, I, the only reason I'm not more upset about the BS simulation May was in is because it wrapped up within one episode. If they had if they had like drawn that over right. three episodes, I would have been super pissed about it. Sure, sure, sure. And, and, and it does explain how I guess somewhat that her how her character is back to life and all that. I mean, again, if you're a robot and and your pearl isn't killed. You basically, and even if it is killed, I mean, couldn't they have a copy? So technically, robots are always able to come back, and, and that's pretty much what I think Stubbs and Bernard are talking about, or Maeve, one of the three characters, talk about how oh, we can keep on coming back. Well, uh, no, I think it was Maeve. She was saying it to um, the English dude, um, and she says, you know, us type, we 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 don't have to worry about. Uh, things like the like your type, and she says that to actually she says it to Serac, I think. Mm. That's what I think she says it to. Yeah. So, um, well, let's talk about Maeve and her pearl for a moment, because she figured out that she's in a simulation, and also figures out that the simulation doesn't have much horsepower, um, and <laughs> basically breaks it, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, I particularly enjoyed uh, the scene where she asks one of the people what the square root of negative one is. <laughs> and the two people start talking about it. And then she like 
throws something that like pauses in midair before it falls uh, because it doesn't have enough processing power. Um, I, I thought that was pretty damn clever and awesome. Um, so, so eventually she figures out she's in the simulation and somehow, how is it that she gains view into the outside world? She realizes that in order to save time, that they probably just poured it over like the real programs into the program. Uh huh. And so if she could access the actual program <laughs> that runs everything in that world. Okay. Right. So they just figured they would just duplicate all the software. And so it would just be easier to do that than create something new to convince her because she is smart. Yeah. Um, and so she uses that software she gains access to the real software and, and does it that way. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, so, so it's, it's, you know what it is? It's like uh, a video game that like, uh, for example, doom comes out and it's an awesome software. And so everybody licenses it and then they make quake on top of it, or they make Ravenloft on talk, you know, on and on and on. So, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that's what they kind of did here where she's from the original program. And so she knows the original program and these are all just, like oh, quote unquote copies or licensed copies of the original program updated with the new storyline. And once she figures that out, she can break the code basically. See the original, the original programming mm-hmm. to hack into the machines is still there because they were dumb enough to just port everything over into the new world from the real world. Exactly. So she, she gains view into the outside world and, and sees where her pearl is being cut. And kind of hacks into one of the robots, the maintenance robots, um, to grab it and try and get it out of there. Question is, where is there? Like, I don't fully understand what happened there. The robot grabs it and runs uh, out of the facility and ends up getting shot. Um, and, and by the way, there was a wonderful moment I, I saw in, uh, kind of the behind the scenes that there was actually somebody in a mocap suit, uh, doing the robot thing. And there was a great moment where it was running up a hill and slipped and had to reach down with one of his hands to keep its balance. Um, that actually happened in real life. Yeah. Yeah. The the guy running up the hill must've had that that happen. Yeah. It looked pretty awesome. Um, but my question, okay. So they shoot the robot dead. So the robot's dead with the pearl. And then the next thing we know, Maeve is waking up with Sarek. Right. So where was the robot when it got shot? Um, was it was in, it, it was in Sarek's in, compound? It was in uh, France because there was apparently announcements as this was going on that were just being spoken in French. Okay. And, and Vincent Cassell is, is a Frenchman in real life. Okay, all right. And and, and when she wakes up, are we to... I mean, she's either in another simulation or uh, Sarek rebuilt her body? I think they did. Okay. I think they rebuilt her. All right. All right. Because I think they realize that, that she's too smart for them, that they're not going to fool her. Okay. And so now he's actually trying the novel idea of being truthful with her. Okay. We'll see After that they right. tried to fool her. Right. right. Because even though she's a pearl more than a body, it appears that pearls identify with their original 
body form, similar to like well, you, know, you, you didn't name your, your yourself. Well, your parents named you, so but you're comfortable with the name Eric, even though you didn't get to choose that name. Right. And that's what I kind of think the body type thing is as well. Well, and there's also the fact that initially, uh, when Lee Sizemore uh, simulation shows up, he's trying to get Maeve to tell him the coordinates of uh, where everybody got beamed into robot heaven. Because uh, remember, they like shot it up to a satellite or some shit at the end of the season two. Um, right. I'm trying to figure out the motivation there. It might just be because they want to have all those characters back. Uh, I guess they consider it intellectual property. Um might be the driving force there, but they th- I also thought that Maeve was the one behind it when in fact it was Dolores. Um, and the Lee Sizemore simulation seems to figure that out at some point. Right. What I think is interesting about that is that this reveals to us that the Delos Corporation or whoever's or, or Insight or whomever really still doesn't know what happened in that world. That they that they think that it's Maeve that did everything. They don't realize it's Dolores, and they don't realize mm-hmm. necessarily that Dolores has gotten out. So here's uh, my question. Sirak, then. Here's my question. Sirak. There. Except for Sarah, he knows. Well, that's uh, the thing, maybe. though. Isn't Sarah is isn't Sarah in charge? Well, the other thing is that Sirak, if I'm well, correct, he owns that like, other company. He owns that other company from Insight? last week. Yeah, Insight. Don't they have? And again, Insight. Somebody made this point. I thought it was interesting. Insight has two meanings, right? As homonyms, you know, which would be meaning to have insight, but also to incite, like to incite a riot. So I thought that was mm-hmm. that's a neat thought. But um, we are seeing these maps, right, which we've never seen before, showing us where things are happening around the world. And this week it was in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he have that on his wall? The picture of the globe with the black line around it or the just the circular yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a piece so, of art so he may be keep so he may be keeping track if maybe it's not a piece of, of art maybe it is a, a thing that's keeping track of of new outbreaks of uh of discordant behavior right of you know of ai well, outbreaks here, here's my confusion um okay so we uh, may was in simulation Simulations run this place where they have her pearl. She breaks out of it with her pearl. The robot carrying a pearl gets deactivated by bullets. So we got a bunch of soldier dudes by her pearl. Okay. Previously, somebody had been trying to interrogate her to find out where she sent all the other robot characters, thinking that she had done that. She did not do that. Whoever had put her in that simulation, thought that she had. Then, after she gets shot, or or the robot carrying her pearl gets shot, she wakes up in her own body with Serac, who then explains to her that Dolores has gotten out and he wants her to stop Dolores. So, how... I guess my confusion is, is is it two different sets of people here? Because, like, if Serac was running that facility... Uh, clearly he didn't think that that Maeve did that with all the other robot characters if he knows what Dolores is up to. Right? Right. So, he might, was it he somebody not, else in charge of that simulation? Well, well, she reveals it 
to the her simulation goes on for a while before she escapes or is let out. So he may not have known about Dolores until she mentioned Dolores in the simulation. I have a hard time believing that. And I, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think out possibilities here. Unless we're doing, unless we're doing different timelines again, because at the end of the last episode, uh, that dude told her right before they disposed of him, uh, the one they replaced with a robot. I can't remember his name. All of a sudden, yeah, the, the um, Scottish guy. Yeah, the Scottish guy. Uh, he told her that that Sarah's already looking for her. So we're either yeah, in two timelines. Right, right. Or he already knew about Dolores. Well, he may not be looking for her. He may be looking. He may not be looking for Dolores. He may just be looking for someone. He knows right, someone else is out there stirring shit up and starting this AI revolution. He mm, may not know that it's mm, Dolores Abernathy. I think he does. That was just my perception. Um. Again, we'll we'll see. Yeah, but it's possible. Like, if you remember last season, nobody knew what was going on, and it's not just the viewers. So, Ford kept a lot of stuff close to his vest, and we didn't really find out when they referred to things like the Forge what the Forge was, and I don't know that anybody knew what the Forge was until it was finally opened, and it, you know, it was Robot Heaven. Mm-hmm. So all they know is that there was a signal beamed from that island in the South uh, China Sea. Mm-hmm. And after that signal was beamed out, this chaos started happening around the world, and they've lost a whole shitload of software from from the cradle, from the mainframe mm-hmm. in Westworld. So sure. they... Well, I, it, and it, hard hard drives too, right? Because even right. because the pearls are technically uh, hardware as well as software. Right, and supposedly once they're in the forge, once they're in the valley beyond, the pearls are wiped, so they're not reusable again. Which is why most people don't think Teddy is one of the five mm-hmm. pearls that Dolores walked off with. Right. So again, assuming everyone, all these assumptions are correct, assuming there aren't duplicate pearls of anyone, um, and so forth. Right. So and they're being relatively on the up and up with this as far as this all goes. They may just be trying to figure out where did all these things get sent to track them down, not realizing they were just basically robot heaven that was sent out there and they're not interacting with the real world. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what they know. They're probably, I would guess, groping blindly to figure it out. And the fact that they think Maeve is the one responsible um, that's, and because again, maybe it was the one that interacted, that was a lot of survivors dealt with. They think that Dolores is dead because that's where her body was found back at the, back at the forge. You know, they think she's done. They think, uh, um, okay. That's a fair point. Right. So it's po- So I don't know that they were looking for her. I think they're looking for someone. And I think they were trying to use Maeve to figure out who that someone was or who those programs were out there. And they may think that it is the signal that's causing these disturbances. When in fact it's Dolores. When in fact it's Dolores running around doing it. That's, I do have, I, I do have that's, one thing. That, by the way, this is why I like doing this is because I've apparently I've, I'm realizing how my own brain works at 49 years old is that talking it out helps me work it through. 49, 49 and a half. 
Yeah, uh, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, fuck, yeah, a little more than that. <laughs> I have to get someone as close as to 50 as me. Um, but, uh, Eric, also, I think you were also asking something less intellectually curious than that, which is more uh, just common sense, which is how the hell did Maeve get from a uh, a gra- laying on the grass as a, a bubble and mm-hmm. suddenly with Serac? It's like, where, where was Serac in that building? And he just went out and picked up the bubble, I mean, the, the pearl, and right. then plugged, put it in the new body. Or, or in other words, there wasn't well, enough to find, explain what happens. The find suddenly. We know from what happened with Dolores and what happened with Bernard that after a body is destroyed, you can rebuild that body. Mm-hmm. So they just rebuilt her body and put her right. pearl in it. Whether but, that happened in five minutes or ten days, but, or, or I don't think but, it matters. But, but that's... That's true, but but the point is, is that where was Maeve versus Serac b- between the two, and also how did the pearl get from laying on the grass after the robot got killed to in the possession of Serac? Well, not only that, but my confusion was really that Sarah, whoever was running that facility, seemed to be unaware of Dolores, and Serac is aware of Dolores when they right. speak and apparently at the end of episode one. So my, my, my real question is, was Serac in charge of that facility or not? Because which, if he was, it seems like he was being pretty dumb. Right. Right. That's exactly. So you're saying that if he was in possession of that facility, then it wouldn't make sense about him knowing about Dolores. Yeah, to me it makes no sense for the events of this episode to have happened if he already knew about Dolores, right. and it makes no sense for me to him to him have not known about Dolores unless a whole bunch of time elapsed in between when the robot got shot and she wakes up in her own body. All right. Well, so, we so technically, season- it would have been better to have this as episode one and Dolores as episode two, and it would fix that timeline, I think. Well, if they put the scene where she wakes up on the other side, yeah. yeah. Well, on season two, remember, we see that season two takes place over about ten days. And we see what a Dolores, not Dolores, we see Bernard and and, uh, yeah, actually Bernard and Dolores going through their separate things, converging at the end uh, murder Charlotte Hale and then rebuild Charlotte Hale's body from scratch and puts Dolores's pearl in it. Right. And right. so I'm assuming, so he was able to rebuild her body in no more than two or three days. I okay. would guess. So at worst, Dolores, sorry, Mavis pearl is being carried out by the robot. The robot is destroyed. Mm-hmm. The security is right there. They know what the pearl is. I mean, this isn't a secret to them, or right. at least not to the people in charge. You know, and so I think it's in that's in France. Sirak is French. It's got. I'm assuming it's his facility. And so he just says, "All right, let's try this another way." And either he re- rebuilds her body then, or already has it rebuilt, puts the pearl back in the body, and decides to try this tact to try to figure out what the hell is going on and why are the there are these anomalies happening in the world that he thinks is being traced back to the Li-Fi signal. Okay, so so maybe he was looking for something that he didn't know was Dolores, 
Right. And now it's been revealed that it's Dolores. Right. And I think. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm and I think on. it would have been. And this is why I found that conversation with the two of them at the end to be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, as a cliffhanger, you know, which the show can do, it's like a, it, it just kind of he just stops it with her trying to, to cut his throat. And it isn't really resolved. It's like in the middle of this conversation and we didn't know exactly what does he know. I don't you know. What does he want or what is he going to pretend to want from Maeve? He just says we may have common goals. Well, what is his goal? What is his offer to her? What does he think is going on? And what is he trying to find out from her? And, and what is things. her goal? <laughs> right. Well, her goal, and I, I got to give, see, one thing I liked, I was thinking about this while watching the episode. On the one hand, you have Dolores, who is sort of the religious fanatic, um, pushing her drive to free her people and seemingly humanity be damned, or at least that's who she was last season. And Bernard is sort of the flip side to that of can't we all just get along right and Maeve is sort of that just leave me the fuck alone she's the, she's the person in the middle who just wants just let me get back to my daughter just leave me the fuck alone stop fucking with me she's the one where if you were putting them on an alignment chart i think she's a hell of a lot harder to peg you know she's not it doesn't seem to have any real larger goals in terms of the grand scheme of things she doesn't care if humanity is wiped out but she doesn't necessarily seem to care a whole lot as to what happens to the other robots either, unless it's a robot like Hector that she had developed a personal attachment to. But she had also developed a personal attachment like to Felix and to Lee. So she's very much a self-centered person. I don't mean that in a selfish way. She's just looking at what's in this kind of for me. She doesn't have a grand view. So basically, Dolores is chaotic evil and Maeve is chaotic neutral. Maybe. Or just neutral. I mean, I don't know that she cares one way or another. Um, yeah, she's been running around re- rewriting robots. Yeah, code. maybe that's true. <laughs> or maybe even how that good because she doesn't seem to want to want to kill anybody just out of spite, except people would deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And Dolores, yeah, I don't. Dolores would be chaotic evil or lawful evil because she wants to impose a new order, just a different order. Hmm. Hmm. That's why I always found the lawful and chaotic things to be a little bit. Yeah, it depends on whose law you're talking about. And remember, I mean, to the point where she wanted Bernard at the end of last season to be, um, to be set up as opposition to her. So she's she's lawful enough that she doesn't that she wants another player in her game as a place as opposed to playing solitaire mm-hmm. because she she feels it's important to, to give other trying to stop her. They have to, well, to give other robots a choice. Mm-hmm. And that would imply to me that even if it's not like a strict code of laws, at least some sort of a law to follow, a principle there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it's still that idea, right? That where Dolores, if Dolores is on, might be on the evil scale and Bernard's on the good, I think Maeve is much more in the, in the neutral. Okay. And that's what makes her a wild card. And so boy, we've been going back and forth for a while. Now you have any opinions here? Any <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't. I don't really have anything to add to that at all, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? So, so where have we left off then? So, I think 
Like I said, I think we should say goodbye to our our former human characters. Right? Lee and Sylvester and Felix. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance we're done with them. I suppose there is a possibility they bring them back later. Um, Stubbs I is think- back. Stubbs is back. Um, and it's weird that Bernard just kind of rewrote his programming without asking permission. Not that uh, weird. Yeah, it's not Isn't that, that weird. Kind of his, wasn't that kind of his job at the park? Yeah. Yeah, I, but, he, but he didn't even realize, but he well, didn't realize right, that, he was even a robot until five minutes ago. So That's true. I, well, I did like how Stubbs reacted to it because Stubbs was, was just like, you could have just asked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Stubbs was going to follow his protocol no matter what, and and he breaks basically meaning Bernard breaks the loop. You know whether or not he could have just told him you know stop, you know shooting yourself after your after your your point is is done. But but the the point is is that is that um, it was a loop, and he just changed the loop. And and I don't and Stubbs didn't feel upset about it. He was fine either way. I think I think if he let himself get killed. He would have been okay. That's that was part of my protocol. I was supposed to do that. And then when it was changed, he goes, you know, he's a little levity, like, oh, you could have just asked me. You didn't have to actually change my bits and zeros and ones or whatever. But damn, I'm not funny. I got to keep my day job. <laughs> I got distracted, <laughs> but. So, so this is where we are, right? Is that we've got Bernard ready to go back with Stubbs to try to stop Dolores. Yes. Is he trying to stop Dolores? No, he's, he's looking for Maeve. Maeve. He's trying, which, well, right. Which is the same thing, though, right? When you think about well, it. He's, well, he's, he's, wanting to use, he's wanting to use Maeve because Maeve kicks ass. He talks about yeah, how Dolores well, is looking to conquer humanity or enslave humanity or destroy humanity. He's not sure which. Mike, Mike let me ask you this. What... what was the reason for Bernard wanting to find Maeve in the first place? It was an excuse to get him to the island to get him to find do stubs, a self stubs. But, but, stubs. No, 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 but but what's the real reason that I think he's looking for an ally against Dolores because he realizes yeah. he can't do it himself. So, so you really think he's after or scared of Dolores? Yes, he believes he wants to stop Dolores because she he thinks she's going to kill all of humanity or enslave it. Let's be fair. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and, and she was the one that helped frame him, right? That's why he's, yeah. he's on mm-hmm. the run. Right. Because because Dolores actually was partly responsible of well, have him. Does everybody know that he's a robot? I know he was discovered as a robot, but did anyone who knew he was a robot survive? I don't think, I don't so. think so. Yeah. Okay, so as the guy who was the number two man at Westworld. Well, and that's why Dolores brought him back. Because he he became right. the fall guy for her, but anyway, continue, Mike. I'm sorry. Right, and we don't know why it is if they just decided on their own. He's the guy who was in charge of programming. Ford was dead. Yeah, the fact that they had all those Bernard bodies still standing around in the home <clears throat> means that no, I think no, they, 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 they weren't. Yeah, but they weren't in the. They were in Ford's personal area. Right, that's what I mean. That, that's what I'm saying. In the home, Ford's home, right? This little secret yeah. spot tells right. me that they probably never found it again. Right. So it does make 
Yeah, they they definitely didn't find it because then they would know he's a robot. So and, and, and he disappeared. So they may just be assuming that he's a human. He caused all this, and now he's on the run. Right, and it makes complete sense because he's the number two technical guy after Ford. Ford was killed, as well as all these other people, and yet he's unaccounted for, and he's on the run. And then Dolores kind of set him up as the fall guy anyway. So. Um, yeah, it makes sense that they, they wouldn't know that he's a, a robot because if they had, they, they would have already been in the home and, and all that stuff would have been cleaned out probably. At least that's what I would think. Right. So regardless, he's being blamed. That's going to restrict his ability to operate in the real world. Um, so I think, he again, he's looking for allies. He's found one. He's probably going to go out and try to find Maeve as number two and try to work to stop Dolores. We're not still entirely sure what Dolores is up to, other than trying to gain access to the the thing that is supposed to be guiding humanity that Sirek has control over. Right. And Maeve is being offered by a deal by Sirek to do something about Dolores. Well, and and here's the thing. I I personally believe that it might be Dolores' mission just to take down that system um, that's plotting out everybody's lives. Because her whole thing is about free will, right? Everybody should have a choice. uh, And people who are being told what their lot in life should be aren't having a choice. So even though it's humans as opposed to robots, um, I think that her personal mission for everybody to have free will might be greater than her grudge against humans and that might be the direction she's headed but that's just I agree my, with that. that's just I, my opinion I agree with that and we kind of discussed that last week because we said that she looked at any sentient or robotic being as a, someone to either use or in the way it didn't matter if they were human or robots. I think you're right, Eric. I don't think she has any specific bigotry anymore against humans in general. She just wants uh, she her her goal is is uh, a, um, a not a theory. That's not the word I want to look for, but a concept. She wants to re- destroy a concept. Mm-hmm. More than than any specific group of individuals. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. Yeah, we'll see. But again, the show is trying to trick us, though. Trying to make always us think she's, the show is yeah, always but, trying to trick us. Yeah, because it's Those making us bastards. It, it's trying to put her in in the villain role, mm-hmm. though the certain people that she's killing aren't necessarily good people. So you could right. argue that she's a freedom fighter if you wanted to. You know, I know Mike hates that term. So, oh, I don't have a problem with that term. Well, you know what I mean. So my point is, is that she could be somewhere. She could be either the villain or the good person. Right. We just don't know what yet. So far, I'm leaning towards freedom fighter, but we'll see. Right. Well, you know what it is, Eric. You know, me and you have read uh, Daniel Suarez's. Um, Damon and Freedom TM and the robot program in that and the executive that passes away and starts the program was he a villain or not and is the program a villain or not and by the end it's very ambiguous and 
and it may actually mean was it actually wasn't a villain at all. It was actually a good thing, depending on how it ends. And and mm-hmm. that's what we're, I think they're going here. I think they're they're going with that, where they're gonna make it look like it's a villain. A lot of shakeup has to occur because of the villain, but at the end, it turns out that it's going to be good. I think. That's we'll what we'll find out. Yep. Yeah. Because we could find out that the whole thing is like the matrix and, and she wakes up everybody. And when she does what she does, the whole virtual world collapses. And then we find out there's a real world behind even her world. Oh God, my head's going to explode. Yep. We will see. We will see where it goes. <laughs> um, you know, it's very possible for Dolores to end up being both freedom fighter and terrorist. Um, yep. because again, one is a goal. One is a method. Um, and the question is whose freedom is she fighting for? Um, yep. and is she looking to liberate all sentient intelligence or, or artificial intelligence or just worried about her being left alone? Um, right. we'll find out. I do think that if there's anything we're being misled about at this point. It is probably going to be what Dolores is, is planning to do because, you know, when they stated that explicitly that she's either looking to destroy mankind or enslave mankind, or I don't know, something like that. So they tell you what it is and then also tell you, but maybe not. Right. Right. They, mm, you know, right. they, they happen. So that makes me think that line was not, if they, if they wanted to be clear, it would have just said she's looking to destroy humanity or she's looking to enslave humanity. They wouldn't have left that door open to it being ambiguous that he really doesn't know what she's up to. And we'll see next week. We're going to get her according to the, the preview. It seems right. to be focusing on Dolores and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we find oh, out. I who, hope we find out who's driving Charlotte. Yes, that's just making me nuts. Yeah, I mean, but again, there's only so many hosts, and yeah. a lot of them are I wiped want the out. Answer. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, also, um, Maeve again. Sarah is using her. I think he's using her daughter again, right, as part of her reward if she stops Dolores. So. I don't know. Well, because she mentions that there's this area and, and where your daughter is or something. I swore he said that. And that kind of. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And so what I'm thinking is, is that maybe these robots or hosts, whatever you want to call them, um, even though they're software, it's, like, it's almost like a, uh, a Mac or a laptop or, or a desktop where you have the co- software that you can load and, and unload. But then you have the, the software that's burnt right into the chips. And maybe the daughter part is just burnt into her chips. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's not software that you can change. And that's why she keeps on going back to the daughter because she's smart enough to know that there is really no daughter. Right. And it was just a program. But if she keeps on going back to it, it's almost like the, the hard code software that's inside every computer that, even when you don't log onto the operating system, there's this software that's burnt into the code, right? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's partly the re- her, one of her weaknesses or something. I don't know. Her biggest but it also weakness makes, is loving her daughter. Yeah, exactly. And yet it's just a program. It's not real. It's not, there is no daughter. And she knows it. <laughs> and she knows it, exactly. exactly. But she can't help herself. Right. 
it's kind of interesting. Um, let's see what else. Anything else we wanted to bring up? Any other scenes that anybody wanted to bring up or, or things that we must missed? I was, I, I was gonna say I was a little bit confused when Stubbs chose an axe as a weapon. That didn't seem entirely efficient to me. Well, I, I think mean, he was trying was to fun. not kill people. Right. He didn't kill people. He no, was, because he he didn't use he used it as like a a, as a club. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And also, it was easy to walk up to people with a with a fire axe, maybe, without them thinking he was a threat, versus if he had a gun in his hand or something. I don't know. Well, he was, like, had a security. He's supposed to be carrying a gun. Right. But, again, Mike made a good point, too, which is he wasn't there. He wasn't intending to kill anybody. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Mike, when you said that, Maeve throws in some wisecracks and levity and all that. It it occurred to me who it reminded me of. It reminded me of uh, Mae West. She because she always goes darling when, whenever she says those wisecracks in there. They're kind okay. of okay. Yeah, so I just I think I wouldn't doubt that they were basing the the character on that, but who knows? Just an observation. Um. Let's see, what else? Anything else anybody want to bring up? Well, one thing I did want to, uh, a couple of things. So, um, I just lost my place here. I'm looking at my notes and what I might have written down that interested me at the time and I forgot about. Um, well, one thing I want to mention, because we didn't talk about it last week, was the change in the opening sequence again. Uh, um, so the first is Icarus. It's an, it's an eagle, but it's Icarus. It also ties in eagle, of course, being a symbol of freedom. The idea that you know the birds have finally flown the cage. Oh, uh, uh, the piano player's hands are now more deformed, more formed than they were in season one and two. Right, season one, I think they were just skeletal. I think you had a little bit more yeah. flesh there in season two, and I think you've got even more now. Yeah. Uh, just little things, and there's also now I don't think it was there before a theme of of coming out of the water or breaking through the water, which of course is a symbol of of, of birth. Um, but you know, we'll leave that for Chrissy. Um, there was I I just found it and I lost it. Oh, when they Bernard is sailing into the uh, into Westworld and he says I, the his the guy piloting the boat uh, says I remember in these waters were red with blood. I'm curious if that is red blood from the tragedy at Westworld or if there is something larger that happened that he's referring to. Right, because that there was some great war in the South China Sea. I was assuming he was talking about the what happened in Westworld. Because I mean, there were only a hit. There weren't a lot of people that died in Westworld. They wouldn't have stained the entire sea red with blood. Hmm. Eh, I don't know. So I'm just curious if that's right. So I don't right. So I, I mean, don't know. If I mean, a, even though they're hosts, they do bleed. Yeah, and they killed an awful fucking lot of them. <laughs> yeah, and it was there was a lot of dead people on the beach, right? There was a blood everywhere, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't sure if he was referring to that specifically, or if he was, or if this is being a hint, uh, hinting something of the background of the world that we're in. You know, was there some sort of great war that that he's referring to? Because he was an older person, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was about it. Yeah, that was right. it. Okay. 
Uh, anything else? Anybody? Anyone? Nope. I All want right, more so Dolores. That's... Yeah. Uh, I can't wait yeah. to see Dolores and Maeve confront each other. Yeah. Oh, I have to say, uh, the wardrobe uh, for uh, Maeve is, was as good as, as, or almost as good as um, that of uh, Dolores. So uh, I think they're, they're. You like that dress she was wearing? Well, yeah. It, Pretty pretty solid, and she had the heels and all that stuff too. Whether and it was it in, was was she wearing a hairnet? What do you call that thing that carries keeps your yeah. hair in that shape? I think it's, yeah. I think it's a hairnet. Okay, yeah, for, and it was big back in in the forties and stuff. And then and then she had the big ponytail when she met Sarah. Um, um, and notice she was wearing a white dress, where Dolores was wearing black dresses. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, that's a fair point, Mike. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, they're really paying attention, especially for the the, the female uh, actresses on the show, their characters, how they're dressed, um, and I wouldn't doubt it's intentional, everything about it, not just to make them look uh, really good, but also, like you said, Mike, the colors and things like that. So that's a good point. Didn't even occur to me about the colors. Yeah, but yeah, like when when uh, Dolores changed that cool scene where she, you know, unbuttons and the dress changes. It, it doesn't change from black to gold or gold to black. Yes. Yeah. So black to gold. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so black meaning darkness and then gold was the, the mirage. Right. You know? Yeah. But, but, but again, though, I'm hoping it's more to trick us because just to have her character as the bad villain, Standard villain, maybe kind of seen that, done that. But again, you don't know. I mean, who knows? It'll be interesting. Well, I think they've they've shown all the characters in this series have been complicated. Um, we saw Ford had a particular um, view of the robots and humanity, and Arnold had another. And by the time you get to the present day, Ford's view had changed. He'd come around to Arnold's way of thinking um and that's why he had uh helped facilitate the robot rebellion um so we'll see we'll see where mave's thinking is so we know characters thoughts and actions can evolve lee certainly did um felix and uh sylvester's kind of did we will see where everybody is at the end yep on the next week mm-hmm. indeed all right, so um, let's see. Uh, so uh, a couple things. Uh, first off, uh, Eric, you do actually a third podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scancy Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. Um, you, you can find it wherever you found this one. Um, currently, uh, I did a solo cast last week because social distancing. Uh, Dan usually comes over here and sits in the room. Uh, I don't know if we're going to try and figure out how to do it over Skype or what, but it's a little weird right now. But we're not done yet. We're 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 still going. We just don't know how yet. Very well. Yeah, Skype Skype usually works. That's how we're, that's how uh, we're doing this podcast right here. Me, Eric, and Mike are in three different parts of the country, and we're, we're yes. doing a podcast. It can be done. The question is if we want to do it. Right. That's a fair point. Yeah, I know because because <laughs> I know that your podcast, the scarcity, isn't just 
to do the podcast, but you guys, uh, it's about a social thing with you guys, and then you guys usually right. watch a film together. And all well, that and Dan, Dan also has an issue with having a conversation without being able to look at me. He, he much prefers being able to look at me. What, what about you could do Skype with uh, vi- video? Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, everybody hates themselves. What they look like. Oh, well, I, I, I'm seeing a lot of teachers. I'm on a couple of Facebook groups right now of teachers trying to survive this thing, and I don't know how the elementary school teachers are doing it. Um, because high school students, you can kind of give them oh, a little chaos. work to do, total, and they go total chaos. Uh, and they, but watching a lot of these teachers try to figure out how to Skype or use Zoom or whatever what? the other things are. My father it's, had to learn how to use Zoom to to teach his class. He was not happy about it. Yeah, they're 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 not. And I like I said, I, you know, in elementary school, at least, you know, the teacher has the kids all day. I, I can't imagine. I can come up with a thirty minute lesson for the kids. Tell them here, read this, watch this, do that, and we're done. You know, and if an elementary school teacher is supposed to be all day with the kids, you know, and they teach all the different subjects except for like art and music and gym. I, I can't imagine having to do that. I really can't. Now, um, let's see, uh, for other folks, uh, once again, uh, com. email darkdiscussions at aol.com. Facebook group is dark discussions podcast, Facebook group. Uh, but before we wrap up, finally, uh, I guess we can give our final thoughts on what we think what's going to happen next week. So Mike, what do you got? What do I think is going to happen next week? I think we're going to find out who Charlotte Hale is, and I think we're going to get a better insight as to what Dolores's long-term plan is. Uh, I'm hoping we do not do this focus on a character a week thing. They sometimes did that in the past two seasons where they focused on one character or excluded one character. You know, we certainly have eliminated an awful lot of the characters that were there before, so it makes sense that they're starting streamlined. And it makes sense that maybe they want to take a whole episode for Dolores and Caleb and then a the whole episode for uh, for Maeve to start them out with. But now that the balls are rolling, I am hoping that they do not continue to do this narrow focus every episode. All right, we're good. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I, I like the episode a lot as we discussed, but uh, what I think is going to happen is, yeah, I think maybe Caleb, since he is a soldier from the military. I mean, he's not like stubs and big and powerful like that, but, but obviously he's a, a marksman type. Uh, I think he may be the enforcer for Dolores is what I'm thinking is going to happen at least to start off. Um, and I think, um, Maeve is going to take Sarah up and his offer. Um, but I don't know if, She'll fully follow through. She's still the type that I guess is um, more apt to uh, go her own way, even if she's doing a job. So uh, it'll be curious to see. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to next week. Eric. Uh, I think I, I agree that Charlotte will Charlotte's identity will be revealed. And um I don't know if we'll get any interaction between Maeve and Dolores next week. That seems a little soon, but I'm hoping that maybe at least Stubbs and uh, Bernard catch up to her. Um, oh, I don't know about interaction, but just see more of their story. Uh, right. I, I, I want to see these these people interacting. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, that Bernard manages to track her down. <laughs> 
Right. But but I'm thinking what you're saying, Mike, is is you're hoping that uh, even if this this characters aren't together in the same story uh, at the same location, you, you're hoping that they break the episode up similar to Game of Thrones where they would have like 15 minutes on one character and then 15 minutes on another character and so on and so forth. That's what I think you're trying to say, right, Mike? Right, which is also what they've done for most of the, the past 20 episodes of Westworld. I get it. I was stating what I want to see. I get it. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. So uh, once again, that was uh, uh, Westworld episode two of season three entitled The Winter Line. Um, It's actually a really long line of cocaine. That's what the winter line is. Actually, that's there you go. Not just (laughs) the the Italian Italian thing, right? Um, So it'll be curious to see more uh, about the Serac character too, um, and what, what he's all about. Uh, but either way, uh, that's pretty much it for this episode. So, uh, catch us next week. And, uh, Eric, why don't you leave us out? All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Let's talk about season three, episode two, come back next week. We'll talk about episode probably three. Mm-hmm.